You guys are going to want to have this recording because this is going to be epic. I'm telling <laughs> you right now. It looks like we lost Coach's picture, though. We just see. Oh, my bad. All right, guys. There you go. Right. There we go. All right, coaches, let's start off with uh, your reaction to the November 25th announcement. Uh, you've probably been waiting on pins and needles when you can get going. It must be nice to know you have a start date. You know what's going to happen. Yeah, I, I, I think we're, we're really happy to have a start date. I think probably more importantly for us right now is that we have um, some guidance in terms of practices for the next six and eight weeks, right? So we know that we get to go to 12 hours total and eight hours on the court starting next uh, on the 21st. And then on the 14th, we get to start with 20 hour rule practices. So that actually was, 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 you know, in terms of pressing concerns, um, that was really important to us. And, uh, you know, the, the idea that we're, we're trying for this November 25th, where we're only going to lose 15 days of the season, I think is, is really encouraging for all of us. We're, we're grateful and excited about that for sure. Let's go with uh, Jeff Call. Coach, I just wonder about the schedule. Um, how do you deal with it right now? I mean, obviously, you guys are starting later than originally planned. Uh, you have that Bahamas trip scheduled. What, uh, what is the process right now for filling your schedule? So it's, a, it's, it's actually really interesting right now. It's super fun, right? Because it's just madness and chaos. So uh, staff was in here late last night, kind of just reaching out to everybody we can think of. And we're trying to answer all kinds of questions. Um, most pressing right now is the loss of the MTE or, or the re-scheduling uh, of the MTE. Um, I think there's, I can't remember guys, there's somewhere maybe between eight and 12 MTEs that are affected by the change in date. That's a lot of teams. So the first thing we did uh, last night was we ran through all of the MTEs uh, that that had date dates affected, and we um, circled every high major that was in those events, and and uh, we're trying to call them all individually, see if we can get those games. I don't know if that's going to work, um, but it's a little bit of a free for all right now, and just trying to figure it out. So it's fun. Okay, go ahead, Mitch, and then Norma. To just kind of follow up on that, uh, Coach, so is the Junkanoo Jam not going to be the, the MTE for you guys this year? We don't know yet. So um, yeah, it's complicated because you have so many parties in each of these MTEs. So, that, you know, right now there's, you know, a lot of these MTEs are trying to schedule just to start on the 25th and kind of run through those first three days. The, the, the problem is, for example, the Junkanoo Jam is, you know, a number of teams and all of us have scheduled out um, during the time that they're trying to reschedule the event to. You know, we're also not sure exactly what's going to happen with, with conferences. Uh, you know, the Pac-12 is supposed to announce tomorrow what their um, attitude is towards this. We don't know what's going to happen in the coming weeks um, in terms of, you know, what conferences are going to say they're going to, you know, expect their uh, members to do. So, um we, I don't think the Junkanoo is is done. It's it's if it if it's if it's held, it's going to be here in the continental United States, and and uh, it might have a different um, you know it might have different teams playing in it. So, you know, there's a there's a, a you know every part is moving right now. There's not a lot of them. Every single part is moving. So, um, it makes it fun. So we'll see. I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna say I don't know a lot. You guys are gonna get bored and make I don't know. 
Then you then you all are gonna write to your college and be like, can we hire a coach that knows something? Because this guy doesn't know anything. I can already see the headline. Norma Gonzalez is gonna be like, Coach Pope knows nothing. Big headline across the front page. Yep, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. <laughs> um, but sticking on the topic of schedules and, and conferences, um, what has the conversations been like with Utah and trying to still keep that game, I assume? Yeah, I think we both really want the game. Um, uh, you know, I, I, so, so, you know, there's been a lot of whisperings that, um, that the Pac-12, you know, might move off of the January 1st date. I, I know you guys are hearing them just as much as I am, and so we'll see. Uh, obviously, we're talking to, um, you know, there's there's a lot of coach-coach uh, uh, conversations that are going on. Um, uh, we've talked to several teams from the Pac-12 because uh, we had a bunch of teams on the schedule. And so, um, w- you know, we'll kind of wait and see what the announcement is. But I do know that all the games that we have slated so far, uh, teams are really eager to find a way to – keep them or to reschedule them or to find a way to make it happen. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll kind of do that as we move forward. Let's go Hunter then Darnell. Yeah, coach, I wanted to kind of shift the focus over to your team a little bit here with this, in particular, the best locker room in America talk that we've seen uh, on t-shirts and stuff like that as you guys have been doing workouts. What kind of goes into that? And then uh, with these, all these players that have left the program, like Yoli, Jake, TJ, all those guys, and all the new faces coming in this year with all that roster turnover, how do you get your new guys to kind of buy into that best locker room in America mentality? Well, um, yeah, I, th- I hope it's something that becomes a core of who we are. Uh, it's, a, it's very aspirational, obviously. Um, and it's, it's really fun because uh, I don't know that there's any, you know, with all these genius analytics guys, there's been nobody to formulate an algorithm to judge the best locker room in America, which means I can just claim it whenever I want. Um, uh, but but it, it, it really is a key to who we are and what we should do. And here at BYU, uh, the way we recruit, um, it should be something that we can compete for every year. Um, it should be a staple of what makes us really good. Every program's going to have things that make them really good, and this is something that should make us really good every single year. Um, and so developing that is, is uh, way more artistic than it is scientific, right? Um, so uh, actually, um, the impact of COVID has been really challenging for us because one of the recipes of, of kind of developing a really cohesive and solid locker room is guys spending a lot of time together not just on the court but off the court and 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 clearly uh you know the you know kind of self-contained isolation that's required to do everything you can to kind of um, deal with this pandemic safely is at odds with uh um you know regular uh intimately scheduled um uh, team activities and, and growing things like that. So we, we've tried to take a bunch of different routes uh, to kind of circumvent that. And, and uh, I think we've made progress. You know, probably the most important thing that we've done this offseason has just been really, really selective with our recruiting, not just in terms of talent, but also in terms of guys that understand the, the, um, the culture that they're trying to enter 
enter into in terms of how we're trying to build this basketball program and what we want it to mean and that are accepting and, all, and, and excited about it, that they're actually looking for that answer. You know, we, uh, we, we signed a, a handful of transfers this spring and all of them <clears throat> were excited about the possibility of coming to play for a team where guys were really fighting for each other and were willing to fight their own personal agendas to kind of sacrifice for the team. We had a bunch of guys that were like, hey, I want to go be a part of that. And so that's probably the most important thing we did this offseason. And then we're trying to piece it together the best we can other than that. But you're right. That's a, that's a massively important principle for us. And we believe that that wins. Like we're putting money down saying, hey, this wins. If you can actually develop a locker room like this, it actually is. It really translates to winning. Let's go Darnell, Sean, and Cameron for the next three. Yeah, Mark, uh, it seems like you guys have been able to have a fairly regular practice situation as opposed to maybe some other teams uh, in getting together in the summer and having your hours. How much of an advantage do you think that might be as you lead up to the regular season on the 25th? Well, I have some friends in California uh, that are coaching teams where they actually haven't been all together on the court one time yet, right? Uh, they haven't been in an inside gym one time yet. Um, and so – I think it hopefully it'll work out to it as an advantage for us. I I feel super antsy because we just, you know, we haven't been able to to um, we haven't been able to put together the organized time that we're accustomed to. I mean, uh, you know, you guys are sick of hearing us talk about getting better every day, but that that's that's a core principle of of who we are also, and and that just comes through kind of a, a relentless every day in the gym, in the weight room, really, really focused, constructive approach to it where you're just, at the end of the day, you're spending more hours than the people you're competing against. And that's actually been complicated for us. Um, but I do think it's an advantage. Uh, you know, this annex has been really, really good for us. It gives us a chance to kind of be in here and be quarantined and be safe uh, when we're working out. And our guys have tried to be careful, although, you know, it's, it's really complicated. I mean, this pandemic is really complicated. Sometimes it gets you despite your most honest and diligent efforts. And so, um, but I do think it's been an advantage for us to, to, to be able to kind of press forward through some things. Um, and, and at the same time, I'm, I'm a little jittery because we, we haven't been able to do everything that we normally would have done by this point in the off season. Yeah, Coach, you you brought up the schedule and, and how so much is still up in the air and whatnot, but with all of the the changes and kind of just the movement because of the pandemic and all that stuff, you, you've talked in the past how much you love these in-state games and kind of these regional rivalries and that kind of thing. Are those types of games even maybe even more of a premium this year just because of travel and limiting it and, and maybe, you know, being able to make those bus trips instead of getting on a flight and that kind of thing? Are those – is it possible that those are even more important, maybe? Well, I do think there's a, there's a real draw, right? I mean, it, you know, it's, it goes without saying that it, there's some kind of feel of safety of not having to get on a plane, right? Um, and, and so that's a big deal. Uh, yeah, clearly, we love these in-state rivalry games. They're so emotional and so devastating when you win and so uh, when you lose and so satisfying when you win. Um, I think right now... Uh, if, if you were going to ask me uh, scheduling philosophy right now, I think we feel some pressure, um, uh, you know, um, because of 
what we're going through. Uh, you know, D Danny Gavitt essentially came out and said, hey, NCAA selection is probably, it's going to be less fair than it ever is. I mean, just not, not on purpose, but just as a manifestation of the fact that we're not going to have as much cross competition, even if the season goes off without a glitch, uh, we're still missing, you know, four games uh, of potential, um, you know, competition against uh, people from different areas of the country. So I think the biggest pressure we're feeling right now is we just want to play the hardest schedule we can possibly play. We want to play the best teams we can possibly play. If that means we're flying to Florida and New York in a, in a safe manner uh, to play games, we'll do it. If, if it means we can do it by driving down the freeway, we'll do it. We just, we just know, you know, we believe that we have a good team. We have a lot of things we have to figure out. Uh, I, I think most people say we have a great team if we just had a better coach. So we, we, we got it, but, but we, we have, we have a ton of things we need to figure out, but I don't want this season to go by without us of having every possible opportunity to play the best competition in the country so that we can prove who we are. And, um, so that is, that is what's weighing heavily on me right now is how can we manage, especially when you, you know, you've seen in football that kind of people have gone towards the safety of just trying to stay in conference because they feel like somehow that's a safer deal or, or at least a more controllable atmosphere. And so we're, we're, we're really, really hungry to find ways to play the toughest schedule we can. And that's, that's what we're thinking about. All right, let's go. Greg, Mitch, Dana, Jake. And those will probably be our last four unless someone has a burning question at the end. Hey, Coach, uh, of, of the things you're doing as a team right now, uh, which feel the most normal and which feel the most abnormal? Yeah, it's uh, it just is so – it just is – so, listen, you know, I don't know how much this has been chronicled. I know it's something that we all think about. But we were not made to live in isolation. We just weren't. And especially these young, you know, these young men that I have on my team. Like, they, they, they've spent their lives functioning – on a team and in that environment. And so um, it's, um, you know, while there's so many things to be cautious about and careful about, one of the things that really is weighed heavily on us is just our guys um, not having this, this um, connection with each other and not, not having this outlet where they can go be with their guys. It's actually a, 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 it really important for our guys emotional and physical and mental health that, that we're connected together. So Greg, when you say that, there's just something so um, beautiful about being on the court, fighting and sweating and, and working together. It just is, it, it is a, it is a safe place and it's a peaceful place. And sometimes my guys will say it's a miserable and taxing place also, but it just is, it's just where we feel right. And so that's the best. I mean, it's just been the best. And then we've been able to find some, some, uh, some, some times where we've been really, really careful, uh, really, really trying to follow CDC guidelines, but we've also been able to spend some time uh, very carefully orchestrated off the court where we've had moments where you just see a, a connection grow just in a, you know, if it's a, if it's a, if it's a gathering, a carefully orchestrated, uh, like I said, CDC approved gathering um, uh, where we're kind of following all the guidelines, but, in a two hour period, you have a three minute moment where you just see, oh man, my guys, like they have something in their pocket now. Uh, those moments are really great too. Thanks. Go ahead, Mitch. 
Yeah, Coach, uh, I'm curious. You know, you, you mentioned quite a bit, the you know, getting better every day. I'm curious for you and the staff uh, during this pandemic, what opportunities did, did you and, the, and your assistant coaches maybe have in the offseason for self-evaluation and trying to improve as, as your guys' group? Yeah, we, we've been stealing. Like, we're stealing from everybody across the country. Uh, you know, it's, we have a unique uh, opportunity also as a staff with a really interesting roster. It's a roster that, that our young staff has never had before. In terms of some of the things we have, we, you know, we have, uh, we have really, really extraordinary length um, in our front line and in our backcourt. We, we have some athleticism and quickness, even though we are diminutively sized in the backcourt. Uh, some explosiveness that we haven't had also. And so, and we also have depth uh, right now. Um, we have depth that's, that's, uh, that's really exciting. And so with those three factors, um, we've been kind of scouring the country, both in conversations, uh, both in the NBA and, and in college, trying to see as much as we can steal and then trying to f distill that out to like, you can't try everything. So, to, um, to, to some new things that we can try and implement and grow, as well as kind of, we've spent an a inordinate amount of time doing an autopsy of last season about where we were successful and where we were, you know, where we didn't get exactly done what we wanted to do. Some of the things uh, about way, uh, ways teams attacked us offensively and defensively, where we felt like we didn't have the best possible answers. We've done really, really hard deep dives, trying to find better answers potentially that fit this new roster. So, um, you know, the off season is, is, is really fun because you, you grow, um, you know, you find ways to grow. We, as a staff, we had a weekly book club, um, which because, uh, because I'm the head coach, I dominated the presentations on those, uh, just cause I was really fascinated in, in learning and growing, uh, read a bunch of, um, of, uh, kind of, uh, you know, inspirational, uh, uh, you know, coaching pedagogy type books uh, where we actually, after reading the books, uh, got the, the author uh, on the phone and, and had conversations with them that were insightful and helpful and challenging. Um, and so we got to get better. Clearly we have to get better. And, and we feel real urgency to do that because we have to be good enough for this roster. And so, so that's been a, a real focus for us all summer long. Thanks, Mark. Coach, um, there's no atmosphere like the uh, Marriott Center. What, what, what's your confidence level that uh, at least some fans will be able to, to watch games in person this year? And if not, and if it's, even if it's limited, what effect do you think that'll have on your team that feeds off that energy so much? Well, um, we, you know, we're clearly really hopeful. Um, I think all of us, uh, you know, the one thing we have, and, and we're going to turn it into a real positive, is we all – like in the, the, the back of our minds, we have this, this feeling of the, the kind of sudden sting of this game being taken away from us uh, this spring. And so that's, that's always kind of somewhere in the back of our minds, even though we're trying to like stay face forward. But it's given us a humility about this game where you understand that there's nothing that's guaranteed. So you just got to take advantage of today, like in an epic form and fashion. And so we're really hopeful about having fans in the stands. We're hopeful that, you know, we're hopeful for um, that, that we can make breakthroughs uh, in, 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 you know, like everybody in the world that we can make breakthroughs in, in preventing and treating and, and, and understanding uh, this COVID-19. Um, and maybe those things can happen fast where, 
we could actually resume some type of normalcy and maybe they don't like maybe things get worse and, and we have to adjust. I think right now we're, we're prepared for that, but th there's no doubt that this Marriott center is, is an extraordinary place. And uh, what, what, what the players on our team accomplished last year um, to get, to get that gym to the fevered pitch that it was at the end of the season um, it, it was really special. And I don't think you can walk into a lot of gyms that ever have felt like, that Jim did the last few weeks of the season. And, and um, it is a magical place. So if we have no fans in there, I think we have an advantage also because um, I have a, a, you know, that's one of the strengths of our locker room is, is my guys can feed off of each other. Um, they give energy to each other. Uh, they hold each other accountable. We're trying to grow in all those areas every day. And if we do that well, then we're going to be able to also produce um, you know, maybe have an advantage about producing energy during games with no fans. Um, I do, I do know that uh, BYU fans are uh, probably on a level of um, unhealthy psychosis uh, matched by very few programs. So I'll be shocked if we have a game in the Marriott Center and I don't have people that have snuck in and hidden the Ross in the in the rafters or uh, you know the catwalk or. Uh, you know, some somehow um, made their way in. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But uh, we just we're so grateful that people are working so hard to give these young men the potential opportunity to play. That's the most important part. Mark, you've mentioned about some of the new you guys miss these long answers, don't you? You're like, holy smokes, man. Would this guy please stop talking? Hey, okay, go we, ahead. Jay. We love it. It's all, it's all about content. We'll take it. But I, I wanted to ask you in terms of the newcomers yet on this roster, what's your kind of your early read on how they're fitting in with some of the guys, some of the holdovers from last year's roster? Um, they're fitting in good because they're such a huge part of the deal. I mean, you know, we have this incoming group is so important. Um, and, you know, they and, you know, the one thing that I think is can, you know, hopefully will continue to be effective about our, our recruiting is that our guy, like Matt Harms knew exactly what he was getting into when he came. And he hadn't been here and felt it, but, but he knew, he knew the expectations. He knew what the, you know, he kind of knew the, the culture we were trying to grow and that we were really serious about it. And so he has fit in beautifully. I mean, that's part of the reason why he chose to come in here is because he fits and, and uh, he's taken on a real leadership role, and he's a he's an extraordinarily talented player. And his skill set is actually a little bit different than I thought it was even coming in. It's been it's been really exciting to watch him. Uh, um, Gideon George is uh, from the day he got here till today. I don't know if I've seen a player grow more than him. Um, you know, he's he's so exciting. Uh, you know, he's, he's a guy that in one possession will come up with three deflections. You know, he stat every deflection, every single practice. And most of the guys try and get three deflections in a practice. He's getting three deflections in one possession. And uh, he's just such a monster on the offensive glass. He's, he's I mean, he's, he's getting an offensive rebound from 30 feet away. It's, it's, you know, I exaggerate all the time, but that's not that much of an exaggeration. Uh, he's been really, really fun for us to watch. Um, and, and is doing a, a, a really special job for us. Um, uh, you know, uh, Caleb Lohner is, is, is just been a, a, just such a beautiful, brings a beautiful spirit to our practices in the sense of he just wants to get better. And he seems, uh, he seems um, completely unfazed by all the yelling and screaming that I do at him. He just wants more. And, um, and he's, he's clearly got a really, really high ceiling. And, uh, Spencer Johnson is, is proven to be even more skilled 
uh, and cover ground faster than, than I thought he would. I could keep going down the list. You guys get bored, but um, you know, we, we have guys that are growing. We got a ton of growing to do to be able to be a competitive team, but, but um, we're pretty excited about these guys and they seem to be fitting in incredibly well. And a lot of that's due to the leadership of the guys coming back. Uh, specifically Rich Harward and Alex, Har uh, Alex Barcelo and Connor Harding have been great leaders in, in integrating those guys.